gosh. <laughs> How do we Welcome. cover it? Welcome. Thankfully, you're joining us now and not five seconds ago. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing <laughs> Bastards podcast for the week of November 14, 2011, episode 127. <clears throat> I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today are... Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator Wake with up, Interval. Jackie. I know. Wake up. (laughs) And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Creative director. Director. Dictator? Creative dictator (laughs) at Interval. (laughs) Some would say. (laughs) No. So so we have two topics today. Yeah, and they're both healthcare marketing related. That's all right. Did you have something on social media you wanted to share? Uh, You said you had something that Nobody could see your little <laughs> finger looking at movement. Me with complete blank eyes. I was th- maybe it was maybe it was like a segue thing you that would have naturally excited. occurred to me. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. We're no, talking about was, a Facebook poster that was fit. No, one of the there was there was something on PBS last night that I was actually very surprised to see on PBS. It was like America in Primetime or something. Like, I think that was the name of it. America in Primetime. Um, but they were talking about. Um, well, a big part of it was a lot of it was on like pop culture type things, but they they had like people on from Arrested Development, like the guy who made Beavis and Butthead was on there. Who's, Judge. Yep. Who is the dude from uh, Larry? David. Yes, he was on there. Larry Sanders was on there. It was just all these people. A lot of it was talking about comedians and, and their insecurities and how right. they kind of put on this front on TV, but then behind the curtains, you know, it was kind of like, well, anyway, one of the guys was talking about social media. It was the guy who is the dad on Arrested Development. What's that guy's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in like Hellboy and which nobody else other than me is no. probably seen. He's not the main guy from Hellboy. Not the main guy, but he's like the, he's the, oh, um, yeah. Hellboy. That's the same guy, isn't it? <laughs> no. Hellboy is... Uh, oh, oh maybe those are it. different guys. But Hellboy they have, like, is a big, tall guy. They have yeah, similar... Oh, he's not Hellboy, but he was like... Right. Okay. Okay. We know what we're talking about. He's bald. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not but Hellboy. he was talking about social media and just how it was all... It's not about... I can't remember what he was... He was saying it's not about something, but he was saying it's purely about narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'd never... I've heard, I think I've heard people say mm-hmm. that before, and I've probably have, even said yeah. it before, but for some reason last night... It, just the way he framed it, I was like, you are just dead on. That well, is usually so... it's said by people that aren't in social media. Right. And so people that are in it like rebel against that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but I was like, that's just perfect. I mean, if you any time of day load up your Facebook feed and that's Or Twitter. Twi- or Twitter. Oh God. Yeah. The twit? Oh, there's so many people who you know, don't even get me started there. <laughs> but yeah, but it's just like that's that's all it is. I mean, and, and it's that's why it's just kind of the whole embracing conversations and things to me, it's like, it's less about like for, like for organizations getting into social media, it's less about how do you, how do you embrace and encourage conversation and more about how can you leverage people's narcissism to your advantage from a business perspective? There you go. We never thought of that strategy, but that's good. (laughs) That's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. Well, and then you posted, we'll have to post a Louis CK, my favorite comedian. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Bar yeah. none. <laughs> and make sure the door is locked and the kids are outside. If, you, if you've never heard or watched him. Yeah, really. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's so funny, but he's pretty darn crude. But he was on, where was he? Uh, was it Letterman? No, Conan? Letterman. Conan? Letterman. One of those two. Wasn't Conan. It? Conan. Okay. Which was weird because the video is weird because the set Conan's like six feet in the air. Well, he, have desk. you watched his new show? I haven't no. seen it. I don't. I don't get TBS. That's what it's on, right? Yeah, because yeah. that's you have to have cable to get. I haven't TBS. seen it either. I used to love it. 
Yeah, well, I used to love Conan, but he's, it's kind of gone downhill, I've, I've heard, since it's went switched to TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the it's ratings not, aren't as good. Yeah, as people are not connecting the same or something. But anyway, yeah, he was on. Yeah, the set is weird. And it's kind of echoey, too. Uh, it's like it sounds like they're talking in an auditorium or something. Louis, Louis C.K. was talking about how he hates social media. Mm-hmm. For a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, and he used the he is like I can just imagine if Jesus Christ came back and visited us the <laughs> second coming, that everybody would be like crowded around with their iPhones out, videotaping. And say, oh my God, Jesus is right, right here with Jesus, and Jesus would get all frustrated because nobody would be listening to him because they're all texting and chatting and taking pictures. And he'd be like, "All right, could you just stop and listen to what I have to say?" I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. All right. So let's get into, that wasn't even one of our main deals. What kind of well social media and mobile? We get it. We're getting we're going to get into social media a little bit. We're going to get on the mobile horse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that redundant? Oh, that was scary. <laughs> so we just want to keep pounding this home because I still don't think I think people are getting the message, but the more we can say the message, the better. Well, so first, I'm going to read from the Book of Joe. Like I feel like we're all Speaking sitting around like Christ. in like a little classroom setting watching Chris Speaking read. Well, Christ. I'm a, yeah, I have to stand when I do the podcast for reasons mm-hmm. that the audience could give a rip about. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. So Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. The book of Joe. Chapter two. So the second transformation is out with the old, in with the new. And in this chapter, I use all these examples to demonstrate how back ass words Health, healthcare marketing is. So one of them is uh, on mobile. So here's the quote. According to Mary Meeker, former Morgan Stanley analyst who has been dubbed the queen of the internet by Barron's really? Magazine for prescient predictions of the internet boom of the late 1990s, access to the internet from smartphones and other mobile devices will exceed access from desktop browsers by 2014. Okay. And when was I that say, prediction made? What? When was that prediction made? Mm, a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe two years so ago. So it's kind of a duh. I thought, you were, I thought it was like, she was dubbed queen of the internet when? Like back no, the, she was dubbed way back when right. in the uh, 90s. I was assuming that was like her prediction was then, and I was going to be like, holy crap, she is a genius. That is. That's, a, that's Obi-Wan but if Kenobi. She, if, like, if that, if that was made like two years ago, now it's kind of like, well, duh. Mobile access you will have. <laughs> other other experts, experts have predicted this tipping point will come in 2013 or earlier with the advent of tablets like the iPad. So this was all before what <laughs> your voices and your Do we star wars you? am i a clown to you i was laughing because it was yes kind of. Done. Good she felt? probably didn't even catch that one either. no you're right i didn't keep That's going all right continue okay so in other words it could come before 2014 yet according to paul griffiths ceo of healthcare web strategy for medtouch <clears throat> and a good friend of mine whom i shall dub in the book the duke of the internet their survey of the industry revealed that 20% of hospitals claim to have a mobile-optimized website and or a mobile web application. And then in parentheses, an informal search of hospital websites seems to reveal that a much lower number actually have a mobile-optimized version of the organization's website. I would say that's like 10%. It's low. Maybe it's growing as of this year, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So mobile, we need help with mobile. So two articles. I remember who brought these forward. Who brought forward the Google article? It's a good one. Probably me. Probably. You, you want to cite it verbatim? What was, what was that one? No. What does it say? Actually, it's an Adweek article about Google. Okay. Sorry. That was Didn't me. Sorry. Didn't mean to confuse you. Google the marketers. Me. Get better at mobile. 
site search growth rates rivaling those on desktop. So what they're talk, Google's talking about is even though mobile advertising is still in the early days, I'm reading verbatim from this, mobile search volume is growing at a rapid clip. Over the past two years, Google has seen mobile search queries grow fivefold. Mm-hmm. A growth rate he compared, he is somebody, Surojit Chatterjee from Google's Google. <laughs> from Google. <laughs> so over the past two years, Google has seen mobile search queries grow fivefold, a growth rate he compared to the early days of desktop search. According to research firm Forrester, while 13% of the U.S. population searched with a mobile device in 2010, which seems extraordinarily low. Yeah, it does. Mobile searches, searchers will account for 28% of the U.S. population by 2015, also extraordinarily low. <clears throat> And then more from their survey, uh, 60% of users indicated they would be unlikely to return to a mobile site if they had trouble accessing it once. And 40% said they would actually visit a competitor site. Totally. And 63% said they would be less likely to buy from the same company through other channels. So in other words, if you're not getting it on mobile, you're going to lose folks. It's happened to me for sure. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we had this other article. Now this one, this is one of those where I have to like dig to figure out where the hell it came from. Adam, you posted this. I think you saw it on the Read Write Web. Yep. Blog post. Blog. Blog. It's just a blog, but it was furthered from. Where did it further from? <clears throat> where did it come from? Uh, the original source was Flowtown. Flowtown. <laughs> Do they just do infographics? Um, no. Read Write Web has well, Read Write Web and both and like Mashable, they both have like just a. No, I mean Flowtown. Oh, um, you don't know enough. No, I'm not sure what their specialty is. Well, they have cool they have name. very good infographics. Mm-hmm. So the one that sorry, I'm like yelling right at this. <laughs> the one that really got our attention that we'll post for you is called. Uh, who you, who's using geosocial and location-based services. So again, tied to mobile. Uh, and then first of all, I liked how they, I've never heard these two split apart like this. Maybe that's because I'm 42. <laughs> Can't remember how old I am. That's it? Am I 43 now? I'm 43. <laughs> uh, no, what is it? 42. Yeah. No, you're 43. I thought 43. we had like a 10-year spread. I'm in 67. I was born in 67. I honestly forget then this stuff. Then you're 43. So I was 77. Damn. So we got like a perfect so 10 for years. can't believe how many man. people know how old you are now. What's that? <laughs> can't believe how many people know how old you are now. Yeah, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they split apart these two definitions, which my age was supposed to demonstrate why I wouldn't know that. Geosocial networking. This type of social networking uses geographic services and capabilities, such as geocoding and geotagging, to enable additional social dynamics. So give an example of geosocial networking, somebody. Uh, well, actually, I was just asking you guys about know. one before we started. Uh, I had asked I if you know. had ever received a not- notification um, that a friend had checked in near where you were, like on your phone. A little thing, a little push notification would pop up and say... On Facebook? Yeah. Oh, you, would have say, to, you have to allow that push notification. It would say, you know, John Smith just checked in at wherever, you know, that which, which would be a location fairly close to where you were. Because I think it's Facebook that pushed me. Maybe it was a different app that well, gave me that And Apple now has that. 
Apple has some kind of service. Yep, that which I, my wife and I use. I'm yep. kind of, I don't know who else I would add to that, to be honest. It's handy for us to know. And maybe like once our son has a phone when he's old enough and we yeah. want to know where he's at and stuff, that'll be nice. But yeah, I can bring up Where's a map and I can, yeah, I can bring up a map and see like where GPS coordinates of where they are at any time. Someday we'll have to have a conversation about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing when it comes to raising kids, but not today. Yeah, agreed. So then the, the other one no, is... No, I agree, I agree oh, with that too. So the other one is location-based services. This type of information or entertainment service utilizes the geographic position of a mobile device through a network. So what's an example of that? What was that? I was just looking at my phone. <laughs> location-based service. So the example they gave is locating the nearest Thai restaurant or acquiring direction based on your current location. So you're not interacting with other people. You're finding information. Oh, well, I would say mm-hmm. my, the one that we <clears throat> probably both, all of us here use probably a lot, at least I do, is just Google Maps app on your phone. If you need, if you, you, so you find a location and then you want directions to that location and you say, give me you know, directions to this location, then it says, do you want to use your current location as a starting point? You say yes. Right. So that's one example. Is, um, is Groupon now? Would that Groupon? be? Groupon. You know, I love the, me my Groupon. <laughs> for me to Groupon. <laughs> now, that's the service where it finds deals close by, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and that would be because it yep. gets your GPS coordinates and says, all right, here's what's going on okay. near you. Facebook has that too. I think Google has something yeah. like that as well. Um, yep. And Foursquare has mm-hmm. that as well. I think it'll show you what's going on around you, I think. Mm-hmm. I could cool. be wrong on that one. So some statistics that are on this infographic, 83% of all Americans, 18 over, own a cell phone. Not surprising. 58% of smartphone users use a geosocial or location-based information service. Yes, makes sense. 55% of smartphone users get location-based directions or recommendations. Mm-hmm. 42% of cell phone owners have a smartphone, which I guess is... About right. You yeah, would probably assume it's higher, right. but that's probably you accurate. do. But I think it's yeah, and I think that we're a little yes sheltered. Maybe would <laughs> be the wrong yes. word, but we use it. Yeah, because yeah, like agree. when I when I I went back, um, I haven't hung out with my friends back in my hometown area in a long time because many of, many of them aren't there. Some are still there. So a small farm town, USA, basically. All my Rural friends Minnesota. are from small towns. Yes. That oh, Mel- by the Mel- way, Camp? I brought up this. Sorry, we are really on a. We're in trouble today on this podcast. We were walking by, and I noticed that the English beat was going to be playing the at a local beat? bar. Okay, that's exactly what Jackie said. <laughs> Thank you. Who's okay, the this English is the first time beat? I haven't... Again, I'm 43. What, what have they done? I'd probably know what they've done. Save it for later. Is there a big Mosaico? hit? From probably like 1982. Sing it. It was nope. five. No. Nope. But they were like part of the English pop, like uh, ABC. They were one of those kind of okay. erasure. Tears for Fears? Okay. No. Nah, tears for fears. Anyway, sorry, we sub-referenced. <laughs> uh, what People are going to think we're on crack. On what, was I, what was I going? What was I saying? You're the one no. who keeps digressing. Where, I know, was, I that, where was I going? What was I saying? Um, I don't know. Before you were rudely interrupted? Oh, hometown. And I started singing oh, John Cooper. Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, smartphone adoption. It was oh, yeah. 42% of uh, cell phone owners own a smartphone. So I went back to um, <clears throat> my hometown area for a friend's, my good, one of my best friend's wedding. Um so I spent quite a bit of time hanging out with the wedding party and the people who live out there and grew up out and still live out there and grew up out there. And none of them had, maybe, maybe one had like a, some sort of smartphone, like an Android phone of some sort. All the rest of them had just dumb, flip just phones? regular flip, yeah, feature phones. Flip dumb phones. phones? Is that yeah, what they're well, called? Pretty, I guess. We're going to start calling them out. <laughs> but it was, it <laughs> nice. was surprising. Cause, so you know, I'm mean. here, I'm sitting here on my iPhone flipping through stuff and they're just like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, of course they've seen them like on TV, but they don't, 
None of them own them. I was like, how can you, what, how do you get by without this? Like, how do you get by with that dumb phone? Well, and it's just, it's well, not just back awareness, it's cost. I mean, they're expensive. Most well, of it's also accessibility. Yeah. I mean, like for an iPhone, for example, you couldn't even, at that time, it still wasn't even on Sprint yet. And Verizon isn't, well, it just became an option out there. So the doors are just starting to open to people in rural areas to actually even have providers who carry smartphones. So. Right. So with that complete spew of information, <laughs> what, what, what kind of things do we want to let hospitals and health systems know? What should they be thinking about well, relative to mobile and geo and I location? I think there's a great – the article Jackie posted has probably the number one point as to why the hospital should be considering this. Um, you know, I think most people are getting hung up on, oh, how do I leverage Foursquare? How do I leverage Facebook check-ins? And, and really where you, what you need to do is stop thinking about that stuff for a second. Not that you should not think about it, but put it on the back burner for a second. And consider the fact that um, Google is going to start factoring in location for mobile search into their algorithm. So if I'm out and about looking for... You know, I'm, I, again, I'm not sure what the ramifications exactly are for healthcare in, well, this, your in this area. Cut off, and you're looking yeah. for an emergency room, mm-hmm. right? You can drive with the other arm. And, you're talking to Siri. Well, you, they're going to show you Siri. And Siri, take me to the nearest emergency room. Yeah. Well, anything, anytime. Yeah. I mean, they're going to search results on mobile will have location integrated into them. So, where you will show up in search results will be in, on mobile will be based on a per individual's GPS coordinates. So. You better have a mobile presence of some sort so that people are going to be led to you. They don't have some crappy experience and can't get to the information they're seeking. So once you've got that figured out, well, A, for, for, in our experience, it's been a struggle to even get people to think about non-mobile search being present there, let alone yeah. <laughs> improving their presence in mobile search. But if, you, if we can use mobile search as a... Um, cattle prod of sorts to push people into, you know, forcing them into thinking about search. That's just going to probably be natural to start thinking about, you know, search and Mm -hmm. and on a broader level as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, in not so many years, mobile search is going to probably be the primary Mm -hmm. space to be thinking about really. So don't have a crappy mobile experience. Yeah. You 80, 90% of hospitals (laughs) don't have a mobile optimized (laughs) site or Yeah. 80 to 90% of hospitals don't have a human optimized website. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is true. That's going to be our podcast title. Human, human optimized. optimized. <laughs> well, and we've been talking to folks about trying to think when, you, when you're going through website development of thinking mobile first, mm-hmm. both from the perspective of that's where people are moving. And so more and more people are going to be accessing your site from a mobile experience. But also because, Adam, <clears throat> you like to talk about if you think about things from a mobile perspective, your normal site will be better optimized for humans. Right. Just the fact that you're trying to think in more clear, streamlined ways and not try to include everything under the sun for yep. everybody. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're having some success getting folks to think, yeah, we should be thinking, if not mobile first, mobile um, parallel, not mobile last. Yeah, or just yeah, think content first and what's important and try to separate the delivery mechanisms out altogether. Don't think about you. I mean, it's hard to do it. In, in fact, in many cases, it's probably almost impossible to do. Um, but you should still do it. But you should still try to do it <laughs> to some degree. Just say, all right, I'm not... Imagine, take all your content that you want to deliver to people and, and forget about how you're going to deliver it. You know, whether it's a website, whether it's mobile, whether it's 
brochures, whatever, and just, you know, start with your, what it is you have to tell people or share with people. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. I know. Well, we don't want to dismiss the location based stuff though. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. And we, um, trying to find some examples because they're few and far between. So Jackie, you found an article by again, our friends at MedTouch, Mm -hmm. Paul Griffith. I've spoken with him. He's a great guy. Uh, they had a story about mobile and local check-in. We'll provide a link to that blog post. And in it, though they don't really reference Vanderbilt, they show an example of Vanderbilt right. uh, University Medical Center. So we went to their Foursquare, and they have uh, 1,115 people have checked in on Foursquare at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. That's to me, these? seems good. Yeah. And a total of 4,700. So the average person is checking in four times. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fantastic for them. Doing something right. And I don't know what they're, you can't tell from this what they're doing to drive people there. Uh, and maybe they're not doing anything. But uh, I think that's a pretty good. I was just doing some more Google searching here for uh, hospitals and location services. And uh, we should give, a, give some props to Reed Smith. Because um, just a straight-up Google search of hospital use of location services, his article entitled Location, 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 yep. Three Reasons Hospitals Should Use Location-Based Services, getting some good SEO because he's at the uh, fourth slot. We actually, you know, that's down. because we covered it on this podcast. Yes, most likely. Mm-hmm. To- we did you know, cover he, that story. He owes it all to the arrogant And Reed has been a guest master. speaker at least yeah. once. Yeah, we should have him back on. He's a if good. not twice. So, yeah. He yeah. should thank us, I think is what you meant to say, <laughs> yeah. for giving his blog post such high SEO. <laughs> All right. So always be working toward this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mobile, location, geo. <clears throat> right on. Right on, man. All right. Speaking of which, bad news for us. Why? New study, clients lower expectations of agencies. Oh, yeah. That's uplifting. Wah, wah. It's it's not uplifting, but it's totally understandable. So this was an article in Forbes. Jackie, I think you found this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's a study uh, from Avidin a- 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 Strategies. Strategies? Strategies. <laughs> George W. Bush <laughs> School of Speaking. I can't pronounce Avidin Strategies. So it's a survey of CMOs and senior marketing executives. Now, it should be stated off the bat that these are huge right. companies that they're talking to. It's two-thirds... Now, I'm going to get this wrong. Strategy. Two-thirds of the respondents reported ad budgets greater than 100 mm. Is it's mm kind of, a million? It's kind of in our wheelhouse. Yeah, it's man, a million. What is a million? Isn't that... Isn't it? Mm. 100 million million? 100... Well, I'm guessing it's not 100,000. Let's put it that way. It's either 100,000 <laughs> or it's 100 million. <laughs> That's a lot. So we're talking about like Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So huge dude. So we have to keep all that in, in, you know, not just for us, but for our clients, none of whom are, you know, I would, I would venture to guess that there's not a single hospital in this country with an ad budget of a hundred million. I could be wrong. That's pretty serious. So Mm -hmm. the survey, one of the outcomes is that it says alarmingly clients have a vastly lowered expectation of agencies. Only 41% have a positive view of the quality of agency people, and just 38% are satisfied, satisfied of the way, nice writing, satisfied of the way <laughs> agencies manage integration. Agencies are retreating from a multidimensional relationship. This thing is just rife with typos. 
Yeah, Agencies are retreating from a multidimensional relationships with clients <laughs> to a more limited relationship as creative vendor. As clients are lowering the bar of their expectations, client agency relationships are becoming transactional rather than partnership based, which is Understandable. Nowhere's mm-hmm. clients' frustration more apparent than their opinions that agencies are out of alignment with the digital age. Clients are disappointed with agencies' ability to integrate interactive and traditional advertising. The vast majority of clients feel that agencies are struggling to change their business model and so far are playing catch up with interactive agencies. Clients simply do not see traditional agencies as adjusting well in the era of rapid technology changes. Why is that? Why is what? Why are agencies having a hard time changing their business model? There's one word. Mad Men. That's two words. Oh. No. <laughs> That's a good one, though. What's the reason? What's, what do you think? I don't know. Because they can't. Money is the one word. Really? They can't make money. They make money. The big, oh, fat agencies stuff? make money off a gigantic $100 million on average ad campaigns with obscene production right. well, that's, what that's why I said Mad Men. And media commission. Right, right. It's completely a Mad Men style. Mm-hmm. So now you are, we don't want to put any money into this giant thing where you just get a cut, boom, 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 of that right. media buy. Right. right. And now we want it to be more targeted. We want it to be interactive. We want it to be social media. And the agencies are going, well, that's all great, but we can't make any money off of right. that. Right. They're screwing themselves. So that's why clients are, well, they're, not, they're being screwed. Mm-hmm. They're not screwing themselves or being screwed. They're dinosaurs, right. Right. basically. That's my personal opinion yeah, no, as you're... an agency owner. <laughs> that if you're, ba- if, you're, if you're bread and butter, your mother's milk, your <laughs> honey pot is based on media commissions, mass media, you really should be like looking five years down the road going, the hell am I going to do? Right. You better be, yeah. Right? You better, you better have saved and I think that's just something yeah. I think hospitals and health systems should keep that in mind. You know, when they've got an ad agency coming, them continually pushing mm-hmm. for traditional mass media, they should really stop and go, is this because it's right for us? Or is this because that's how they make their money? Mm-hmm. Right. But didn't say in that article that some of those large businesses actually have about 15 different agencies. Oh, more than that. Some yeah. work with like a, over a hundred. Yeah. Th- that part so, was pretty astonishing. It was, uh, majority of respondents said they work with a total of up to 15. So that's what you're coming up with, Jackie. A small but sizable minority, 20, so a quarter of them work with more than 25, and a handful work with over 100. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be Best Buy. Target, Best Buy. Target. Yeah. And I don't know if they work with more than 100, but the ones that are more geographically dispersed probably have an agency per state or God knows what. Right. right. And but, some yeah. work, yeah, and some work with shop more boutique, or not boutique, but more specialty type right. shops. Like if they're doing... Like Target, for example, might have some ad that's got a particular illustrative style, and they're gonna—they mm-hmm. know that this agency is perfect for that. Or their their interactive is different than their TV is different than their right. in store is right. different than their direct mail and right. And those may all vary depending on the product line. Speaking knows. of which, I read that Target is like struggling to get their new website functioning properly for this for the holiday season. Uh, shopping the new season one they here. just launched. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's having that's some kind trouble. Of a problem, huh? Oh, and I guess the dude, the dude who it. is. Um, Leading it to some degree. Some, well, one of the main people involved has left. From Target or from I th- the agency? I think from Target. Could be wrong. It might be the agency, but somebody left. Um, now, whether or not that person played a huge, it's, at this point, like would make a difference, I don't know. But still, it's always kind of <laughs> scary to have, be having problems and have one of the main people involved say, oh, I'm out of here. Right. 
Well, but anyway, it'll be interesting that's to see because yeah. I wasn't that impressed with their new website. I know I'm in a minority in saying that. I haven't do we know used it? it. I was I liked I liked the feel visually, but I haven't used it to order anything. And that's where it really comes down to if it's good or not. Is if it's good for them. If yeah. it's a good shopping experience. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not uh yes, I did I can't remember who it was who did it. Huh. No, yeah, it's, it's not a name I recognize. No, yeah. I can't remember. I think I've anymore. heard it in passing, but I don't remember the Yeah, but they spent millions agency. of dollars on it. Yeah, they probably yeah, made a was... nice little ching. Yeah. They've got a decent mobile app, though. I'll give them props for that. Yeah. It's nice to be able to go into the store with their app and like scan something to... <sighs> why did I scan something? Why would I... I'm in the store. Why would find I scan something? To find out more information about it. I do check? that at Best Buy all the time. I just use their QR oh, code. It's super handy for... Um, uh, I like to take the Amazon app and scan a uh, barcode on something when you're in a store to see how much it costs elsewhere online. That's oh, so I've done that. Like I, uh, it's a vacuum cleaner I was going to buy at Home Depot. And um, <clears throat> I like, scanned it into the Amazon app and I could buy it for like half the price from some guy who was selling them like, brand new. And I'm like, okay. Some guy in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he had like... Buy a vacuum cleaner? Well, that's where those like user ratings come in. He sold 10,000 items and only has two complaints in the last two years. You can yeah. probably trust that the guy is going to yes, give I, you something good. Have you guys ever had anybody come up to you on the street try to sell you speakers out of their car? <laughs> no. Not that's yet. like a total urban myth, but it's happened to me. Really? Like driving like on a Saturday morning in a, in a pretty popular area. And it's like a four four lane thing. <clears throat> and I pull up to the to the light and the guy next to me is like dude i got some speakers like my friend was supposed to take them but i i can't get do you want to buy them i'll sell them to you and you're like if you no know way. they make it sound like such a good deal and, and you just like stop and you go well this is just weird you know looking it's only for, later like, you go like yeah completely stolen what are you looking for hidden cameras somewhere well i don't know it's just i always heard that was an urban myth but vibrating what's vibrating your, your phone i think it was your phone I hope it was your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got lots of little, little icons on there. All right. Well, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, we'll post to Louis C.K. Yep. Highly recommend that you check out his HBO specials, his two shows on FX, or his two seasons yep, on you FX. You can find him on Netflix. If I, you listen to RDO. Not season one, you can though, find because him there. Netflix sucks. Maybe Spotify is probably up there, too. I still haven't even seen him in action. I'm canceling oh, you Netflix gotta. immediately. Oh, you are? Why? Because I can't find a movie to watch. Oh. Not even on the disc part of it anymore. They're Uh-oh. so far behind on new releases. It's What's the alternative, though? Well, I can get well, through you can DirecTV iTunes. or through PS3 or through iTunes. And yeah, I'm paying four, still four or five right. bucks to rent it. But at least I can find something I want to watch. Yeah. Does anyone use On Demand? Is that like Comcast's thing? Yeah. No, I never have. I I, even when I had Comcast, I never used it. Well, that's that, what DirecTV is like On Demand. Yeah, that's how I get my my stuffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not as you, cheap as Netflix. No, but, but no, if you're already, if you're already cheap. if you're already paying for cable, though, you might as well take advantage of some of the stuff they're providing. Yeah, they got probably, some free with subscription stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leverage that. I would if I was paying for it, but we're not mm-hmm. paying for a cable. So best thing ever is HBO Go. Yes, year, but you have to be a HBO. You have yeah. to you have to pay for cable. You have to upgrade to the which HBO I've done since I've been thing. an adult. I've had cable and HBO. So to me, it's complete. Beautiful bonanza, right? For you, it's of perfect. All things HBO, anywhere. But if you're a cord cutter like myself, it's just annoying. And you're somebody yeah, who wants a cord when you're a, well, that's, that's the term. Then you have to pay yeah, for it. You, you I love the fact that you cable. want all this stuff, but you that. don't want to pay for it. I do want to pay for it. Oh, well, then pay for HBO Go. 
I can't. You have you to. You oh, have to okay. have. You have to pay for cable. Oh. Upgrade to HBO. They don't offer just the subscription. No, that's what straight? I'm saying. I want the stuff. I want to pay for it, but okay. they won't let me pay for okay. it. That's well, that would surprising. be frustrating. So I have to. They're forcing me to illegally download. Shh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. All I, never, the face. I never was. Yeah, he's very animated now. <laughs> All right, we better go. Okay. Yeah. What's the title of the show going to be? It's gonna I want be to pay you for your optimized. services. Human optimized. Human services. optimized. Yeah, that's right. That's a good one. That's a great quote. Most hospital websites aren't even human optimized. <laughs> that's perfect. Ninety percent. We should put that as like our quote of the week. Creative dictator. We the creative. Have, we have a we from the creative dictator of interval. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Beverly, Jackie Rattaco, and Adam Meyer. See you next time. Toodaloo.